1: Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver.
0: How's how's the joint? You gotta know how's the joint, Yes,
1: <laughs> It I have very little pain. And um, yeah, no, the surgery went very well. And there definitely was I have a lot of hardware in my right ankle now. I know, I know. <laughs> Jack
0: texted me that picture and I was like, um, can I put this up on Instagram or is it
1: TMI? And he's like tmi (laughs) it was funny because i thought he should that was one instance i would have said oh no no no! go ahead put it up so because i think i think it answers a lot of questions um so yes so so i have very little pain uh you know i mean i i definitely find the tough part really the family component the um you know my gosh last night i stood at the um at the um, stove. What's it called again? That thing where you make heat under food. And I stood there with Phoebe by my side. Um, the, you, Dimity, have arranged amongst uh, locals uh, a meal train, which is just wonderful to have meals show up because Jack, you know, love the man, but he is not um, great at turning out a well-balanced meal. Um, so... night wh- after
0: night. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God bless us mothers.
1: Yes. Thank you very much. Yes. So, so uh, mother runners and neighbors and friends have been bringing food by and molly my running partner brought by a really tasty um kind of indian inspired um chicken dish and but it required rice to be cooked with it and so i was like okay and jack was at a meeting so i'm like okay if we're gonna have rice with this i'm gonna stand there with phoebe's help and cook the rice and it just felt so ridiculously good to stand at the stove and you know like prepare the rice yeah i just i just like oh it's Well, so tell me,
0: did I mean so? That's the good news, and that's the same thing when you're going to have your running comeback. but it just makes you appreciate everything so much more, right? Like, be- all of a sudden, dinner doesn't feel like a chore, which I know it usually doesn't feel like a chore to you, but now it's like this blessing gift that you've never, Ugh. you know, it's like nirvana, right?
1: <laughs> I'm making rice. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, like, r- ridiculous things. Like, you know, we um, have been filling a lot of orders, you know, um, for Mother's Day, from our store, and um, some exchanges of sizes from our No Limits tees from our last challenge and so our my mail gets picked up really early. And then I was trying to call the post office to tell them, hey, please come pick up a ton of stuff off my porch. This was like mid-afternoon. And usually they're good about it, but no one was answering the post office. I'm like, how am I going to get these out? And then I see our mail carrier. We live on a corner, and she um, picks up our stuff early, but picks up around the corner neighbor's stuff late. And I see her park. So I, like, hobble to the back door. <laughs> and thankfully, <laughs> with my loud voice, I yell out, Emily! <laughs> She's, she hears me. She's across the street and over one house, and she's like, Yes? And I'm like, Can you pick up my mail off my porch? And she's like yes, and I'm like <laughs> forget the mothers, bless the mail carriers, right? <laughs> and um, so it's just you know, but otherwise, you know, I I have on many occasions run out my back door and caught up with her like you know half a block away and be like, I have mail, can you pick it up? And yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, no, I can't do that. Uh, and bless your
0: good voice. Wait, and so um, so I'm curious, did your peg leg work that we talked about on the so, previous? So you broadcast? know, I've
1: had some requests about the peg leg. I have not um. I'm actually using a walker um, because I have a very low thrill threshold. I don't, I'm not a thrill seeker. I don't like (laughs) to be, um, you know, feel out of my comfort zone in terms of like being unstable or feeling a little scared. And so the crutches, I just felt like big and unwieldy on them. And so I, um, at the hospital met with a um, physical therapist who actually gave me, um, a prescription for a walker. So insurance covered it. So I've been, so I've been using that and Wait, I so you just
0: hop behind it.
1: I push it. And yeah, and I, I, well, you swing your leg, you don't hop, you don't hop. She was very clear on that. She gave me a lesson with the walker of okay. the, and she said, it's good. You're not too much of a hopper, but you're starting to hop a tiny bit. She's like, swing your leg, swing your leg. So and then you just
0: keep your, you keep your right foot just up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, and oh. let me tell you, it's heavy. It's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your quad is going to be the size
0: of quadzi- uh, quad- quadzilla by the time
1: well. we're finally healed. Huh? Um,
0: so that's how I put in the collective we there. Yes. Oh, oh, we're taking piano. We're healed, you know? <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, it's the collective we, it definitely, it feels very much here at our house, very much like a collective we, I feel how much this is impacting my whole family. It's, you know, frustrating for Jack, I know, and, you know, I tell him, like, honey, I love you, but I really wish I didn't have to rely on you for everything, but I do. And, yeah. you know, um, it's frustrating for the kids. They don't want to get up and, you know, run downstairs and, you know, get my water bottle in my noon or something like that. Um, so everybody's having to pitch in. And then, you know, yesterday I hit kind of a low patch, as I told you, Dim, because I was supposed to go on a field trip, a canoeing field trip with the twins, and it was just going to be... You know, I like going on field trips with my kids. I like seeing my kids kind of in their quote-unquote natural element with their buddies and their teacher and and other grown-ups. Um... You know, I'm a I'm a sucker for you know Native American stuff and and Oregon history. i <laughs> sucker for a canoe. <laughs> yeah, I so. love a good canoe.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I felt that yesterday. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. I mean, all I can say is it's it's temporary. It's gonna be you know, it's gonna get better.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So I um so I have an appointment with my orthopedic surgeon on Thursday, May 21st. We'll find out a lot more. I didn't ask too many questions i actually didn't see my orthopedic surgeon i saw the the, kind of his assistant surgeon afterwards and i didn't want to ask too many questions about like when's this when's that because i feel they're kind of any answer they would have given me then would be pretty vague and and just guesswork on their part so so i'll learn more next thursday and and so now i'm just kind of like okay and you know, like before the surgery, the the orthopedist said to me that um he really is very aggressive on getting people in a weight bearing cast, and that he wants people to be up in on their you know on their lower extremity in two to four weeks, <laughs> not so, on their legs. yeah, on the leg. yeah, so in on their swinging leg, yeah, um in two to four weeks. So oh, okay, uh, yes, so I'm holding out some hope for that because that would radically change my life. That would that would be a big big step forward let's say (laughs) yeah yeah so and
0: um and you wanted to get to Phoebe's dance recital I know were you able to do that on Saturday night
1: I would yeah thanks for asking so um Phoebe as I've mentioned I think before she goes to an arts focused school um middle school and so they take two year-round specialties and one of hers is dance and um she um you know I think maybe I have probably undervalued her dance ability. You know, she's not one of those kind of dance kids and, um, she didn't do a lot of dance as a child or anything like that. And, um, and from me and Jack's, um, you know, white kid moves, we don't, we don't come by it naturally. And, um, (laughs) um, so, uh, so anyway, so she, I had bought way long ahead of time. I bought a VIP seat. So I'd have nice assigned seating on Friday night. I was just going to go by myself and then take the whole family on Saturday night. And, um, you know, just scrapped the Friday plan and, and w- all of us went on Saturday. And so it was my, my leg by that point was kind of throbbing. And one woman, I know this mother runner, Laura here in town, she saw me and I, she was like, how you doing? I was like, oh, my foot kind hurt. She goes, yeah, it's amazing how you have a pulse in your foot, isn't it? And I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, she knows the whole throbbing thing inside a cast. And, um, but oh my gosh, Phoebe just, I was blown away by how great she was. They did a number, a tap number to the song Cool from uh, West Side Story.
0: But not like a yo-yo school boy. Just play it cool, boy.
1: Real cool. And so they, and they were dressed. They all had to wear the exact same makeup, their hair exactly the same way. And then they were all wearing kind of 50 styles, high-waisted, loose trousers, and these kind of hip shirts, you know, kind of um, Rat Pack type button down shirts. And so I'm sitting there and just scanning, scanning, scanning the, the faces of the kids up there. And I'm like thinking, which one's Phoebe? I don't recognize her. <laughs> and so, so I leaned over to John, my son. I was like which one's Phoebe? (laughs) And he's like, she's there in the back. I'm like, I thought that was her, but I wasn't sure. She just looks so tall and thin and talented. Oh, (laughs) yay. Way to go, Phoebe. (laughs) So Yeah. So it was, it was very exciting. And, and this was probably three quarters of the way through the whole show. And I had definitely been enjoying the tap performances the best. You know, there was ballet, there was modern dance, there was, uh, other types of dance that I probably don't even know what they are. And the tap ones were the ones that, that I was enjoying best. And so I was really pleased that she was doing a tap number. So
0: that's great. Oh, good. I'm glad yeah. that worked out. Yes. I'm glad that worked out yes. For you. Yes.
1: yes. So, um, but you and I had some, uh, some chuckles. Uh, <laughs> had some
0: chuckles. Yeah. Well, so when, when I was trying to, you know, cheer you up a little bit over text <laughs> yesterday, um, when you were feeling, um, you know, no canoe, no love, no woman, no cry. Um, <laughs> And uh, and I was like, well, uh, I had a really hard time sleeping. I guess it must have been Tuesday night. I don't know what was going on. And I was like, well, maybe I'm nervous about you know the Midwest tour and doing that. You know, by myself, even though I'm not doing it by myself. We've got Denise Dollar coming, and then we've also got just a ton of helpers lined up already. So I mean, everybody is so willing to help. It's like, I love it. I'm like, okay, you wanna you wanna talk for me? <laughs> no, I'm just um, anyway. So uh so I'm like, well maybe I'm nervous about the tour. So I get up and I'm like, you know, I haven't ordered new clothes in a long time and um, you know, it always feels good to put on something new. So I went on a little shopping spree at about one AM, <laughs> like you know, I'm Banana Republican J. Crew. And the thing about it is is I mean, I like the I like the ease of internet shopping but it, it really is so hit or miss, right? Oh, like
1: Oh, yeah. oh you oh they're not showing the angles that you need to and you're like, "Whoa, that fabric feels like garbage or the sleeves are, you know, really yeah. weirdly cut or something, you know, or Yeah. The yeah, pockets I hit mean, me in so, so I
0: mean, you know, I mean I spent way too much money and the chances are I'll be, you know, taking back at least 3 quarters of what it is, but maybe I'll find a new a new <laughs> garment or two in there. So that was exciting, but then we started talking about um, designer jeans um and uh we bought um or I bought a um a pair of really nice jeans in um in North
1: Carolina right right before we had lunch with Sage Roundtree yeah because yes. because you know when we go places uh we like to seek out the little cute boutiques and so we had found a very nice boutique that I think had a bird in the name if I recall and and so went in and uh I encourage you to to buy a pair of jeans that look awesome on you. Like, well, yeah,
0: I, I mean, it's this pair of jeans that you're just like, okay, if these were not made for me and my 36-inch inseam, like, who were they made for? Oh, they, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess they get them tailored, I guess. I mean, I don't but, know. That's, that's a whole nother sphere of fashion that I can't go to. But, yeah, I mean, they, were, they fit me very well. But yeah, they have oh, a yeah. little stretch in them. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, I was definitely like – Okay, these are ambitious, like I cannot gain an ounce. <laughs> and, um, and so I was trying them on, I don't know when I was trying them on probably maybe before Atlanta, the Atlanta trip. I mean, you know, like, you know, because I was like, well, you got to plan your outfit, right? Uh-huh. I mean, let's, uh-huh. let's be honest. Yeah, we, we don't have stylus yet. We're not quite there yet. <laughs> And um and so I'm trying, I'm like pull them out and I, and I noticed that there's just this little start of a tear of course right in my big badass um because that fabric on quality denim is so thin
1: it's uh. kind of
0: it's kind of ridiculous like how much they cost versus the right. quality I mean I know you don't want like you know Wrangler you know or Levi's kind of thickness but at the same time you're like dude like these are gonna shred and so. <laughs> Anyway, um, long story short is yeah. So there, so I brought them. I, I brought them to the tailor yesterday and asked if she could patch them. She's like, oh yeah yeah yeah, she can do that. I was like, oh thank you. So, but I, I still don't think I
1: can sit down. And <laughs> that's what you said. So then we got into this whole text. I'm like, oh, too much sally up, sally down. Those, come on, you got smack them for us, Tim. Smack your okay. glutes. Come on.
0: My glutes are right there. Well, I'm not wearing my Lycra. I'm wearing another pair of jeans, so they they don't quite sound as good. But yeah. um, yeah, but yeah, uh, yes. Too much, too much. I mean, come on. I'm all, I mean, my legs are, you know, they're not, they were never mistaken for a ballerinas. They are definitely very strong and muscular and I love them, but they are not, um, they're not, uh, suited for, you know, really expensive jeans. And now I know.
1: I I tell people that you're, you definitely, I mean, you look like a racehorse. I mean, that's how, when I look at your kind of glutes going into your quads and hams that I'm just, it's like, a sleek racehorse. It's just <laughs> okay. very yeah. well defined, you know, haunches. Let's say. Are my haunches? That's what
0: they are. <laughs> a sleek, racehorse that one can like run, a, you know, a nine thirty mile yeah. on a good
1: I day. Mean, I mean, you're bringing up the pack at the Kentucky Derby, but boy, you know, you sure look the part. So <laughs> I know, I know, right? Yeah, I'm gonna
0: get laughed. At yeah, the run for
1: the races. yeah. So and then then I admitted to you that I bought a pair of designer jeans, my very first pair, because the only two other pairs I have are hand-me-downs from you that as I understand it are hand-me-downs from your sister so
0: <laughs> I think at least one pair is from my sister and I, they're probably both yeah yeah
1: <laughs> so yeah. so we you know I don't even come by my designer jeans honestly they're hand-me-downs of hand-me-downs and so but finally I was like okay this is you know pre-accident I was like I really need to like leave H&M and Gap behind I'm going <laughs> to get I'm going to get I'm actually going to buy some you know skinny jeans of my own that will hold in my gut. That's my thing. It's just like, I'm so tired of standing at parties and being like, Oh, photos being taken. Got to suck in the gut. Got to suck in the gut. You don't need skinny jeans. You need spanks. Well, I have, I have thought about spanks, but gosh, they cost so much money. So, um, and so you can wear them with every outfit. Oh, I know. I know I could, but then I'd need to find a store that sells spanks And there's so many, so many choices. Oh, my oh, goodness. Sarah, come
0: on. Okay, next time I see you, we're going to go Spanx shopping. I mean, <laughs> nice. you can go to Nordstrom or, you know, a Macy's or whatever and pick them up. And okay. you have one pair and you'll have a pair for a very long time. I mean, okay. if you would bought designer jeans, yeah. but not Spanx because they were expensive. I mean, <laughs> Spanks are less than designer jeans, aren't they?
1: Yes, yes, I know. Um, but people you know, people are only gonna notice the effects of the spanks, whereas, you know, with the designer jeans, they'll be like, Oh, I like your jeans. Yeah, and there so, you go. All right. So all right. I So I got this pair, they're really great. They have two buttons at the waist, so they're a little higher and so they suck a lot of stuff in and oh my they, they look really good. And so but I was like, Oh, they cost so much money and i have been saving them. Well, you know what? skinny jeans are not getting over this cast of mine anytime <laughs> soon oh dang it dang it yeah so now now suddenly i'm like oh please let skinny jeans stay in more than just this season please oh you'll be able to wear them for a long
0: time yeah. I mean you, you know I, I mean i'm wearing my bell bottoms right now you know like you just you just make your own fashion. yeah we can trend it up ourselves we're mother runners well when when you get a walking boot i mean mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not a walking cast, but a walking boot like I had, you know, I Mm -hmm. imagine that'll be your last step Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, you can always Velcro that puppy over skinny jeans. No problem. Oh,
1: look at that. I'll have to take fashion tips, walking boot fashion (laughs) tips from Dimity McDowell.
0: You're going to want to have like a cowboy boot or... Um. actually your dance coat clogs will work well. You gotta have something that kind of measures up to the other one. Yeah. Um height wise. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. Because I've been wearing flats. I have um one, my the left flat I'm wearing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. Have this little collection you just make a pile of all your right shoes. You're yeah. like, Oh, I won't be
1: needing you for a while. <laughs> yeah, last night John my son said, Um, Mom, I think it's so cute how you just wear that one shoe. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's so, so cute. Uh huh uh-huh Very good. Very good. um and once, one last thing speaking of dance goes phoebe was trying to sneak out of the house last week wearing my dance goes and i'm like what and so but it was funny they're the brown pair that i don't wear all that often and uh-huh. the style name is the phoebe so i'm like oh i can't begrudge her she's phoebe's wearing the phoebe
0: well, yeah, and you
1: can't wear them anyway, so right. you may as well, you know, let right. someone use them, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but you I
0: guys uh,
1: the same size shoe. We do, we do. She, and that's been that way for a long time. A year ago, when she had a um, uh, chorus performance, they had to, you know the day of. She tells me, "Mom, I need um black shoes." I'm like, "Okay," um, and so I'm like, "Oh, go up and get whatever you want out of my closet." And she, of course, comes down with the one pair of new boots that I had bought that entire, you know, the one new piece of footwear I bought, I think in 2014 That was was for yeah,
0: 2014. It was, yeah. uh,
1: other than running shoes. And so, and so I'm like, Oh yeah, you have to be totally careful with those and you can't get them dirty. And, da, 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 da. and so, <laughs> yes. So, so, so I don't know. So at least it seems like maybe her foot is stalled out at a size 10 for now. I don't know. We'll see. Oh,
0: that would be lovely. Yeah. That's, that's really the stopping point that you want because they don't make 10 and a half for whatever reason.
1: I know. And I, I find it shocking that they don't make 10 and a half now. I understand maybe 20 years ago, but it seems women's feet are getting so much bigger Mm -hmm. that, you know, they need to, I don't know, stop. They don't need to make an 11 and a half now instead of a 10 and a half. So yeah. And some, some companies don't make nine and a halves either. It's, it's odd.
0: So that is weird. I know that mm -hmm. is weird. Um, well, yeah, well, so I, speaking of kids sharing clothes, so my mom and and Amelia are basically the same size and Sarah, my sister. And so, um, so my mom keeps giving Amelia all these hand-me-downs and we were at uh, a family birthday party a couple of weeks ago. And my mom was like, uh, June, that's what she, I don't know, whatever. Her nickname is June for my mom. And, um, cause she was born in June. Huh? And, uh, and so she goes, June, I got a bag of clothes for you. And I was like, cool. And, um, and then like, the, like two days later, Amelia comes down with this like really nice, um, shirt on, like this really nice navy blue shirt. And I'm like, where did you get that? And she goes, oh, from Mooty. I look at it. It's like a velvet shirt. Like velvet is like the equivalent of like quality denim. I mean, like that's like a $70, you know, um t-shirt. I mean, it's not a t-shirt. It was long sleeve, but you know, just like, a, yeah, pull over I was like, a oh my gosh. Like, no, like, I'm sorry. My 11 year old cannot have nicer clothes than I do, you know, like, <laughs> You know, I get to try them. I get to try the mooty hand me downs on first. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then you, you get that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, uh, the
1: love, man. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. That's so funny. So, well, we have a special guest on today's show. It's Catherine Byers. And at age 82, she's the oldest finisher at the 2015 Boston Marathon. She ran a 553 in some brutal, brutal weather conditions. Catherine is the mother of three and a grandmother of 10. She's also the former mayor of Santa Cruz. Catherine's joining me in the studio because she's here in Portland to run the rock and roll race this Sunday. But before we start talking with Catherine, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Welcome, Catherine. We're so delighted you could join us. Thank you. It's fun to be here. Good, good. So tell us about your running background. Is it true you didn't start running until you were 48?
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and really, I, I did not do anything. I, any kind of sport, knew nothing. I grew up in a very small town in North Dakota, and there was no tennis courts, no swimming pool, nothing. Wow. So,
0: well, so what, what prompted you to start running at 48, it, Catherine? Well, I was a
2: librarian at UC Santa Cruz, a beautiful campus. I don't know whether you know it, but it's like a national park. And on my lunch hour, I just decided I need to see the campus or be outside, I should say. And I just went over the track and started running around the track. It took me about six months to run a mile without stopping. My three kids were in college. I called all three of them (laughs) thinking I'd never do two miles. But some good runners said, get off the track. Because oh, it was a, so boring, you know. Yeah. You, well, that was you, the thing, oh.
1: that if you were out there to see the gorgeous campus, and here you are running around an <laughs> exactly, oval. <laughs>
2: exactly. But it was enough to know I it was good, you know, instant rewards. I went back after lunch. I thought, oh, my gosh, I've got energy. I don't care whether I eat or don't eat. And So that's really what got me motivated, was wanting to get outside on my lunch hour and, and do something physical.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And yeah. I thought, I, you know, I want something I don't need a partner for. I just want to do it. and I discovered running. And then the good runners, well, first, get off the track. Second, get new shoes and follow them. So uh-huh. I'd start out with them, you know, from here to 50 yards, and that kept increasing. The campus is full of hills. Oh. So also, there's no place to run but the track. Oh. Uh to board a hills, you can't. So mm-hmm. I became kind of a good hill runner at, at, at 49, <laughs> right 50. People. Yeah. Well, so when yeah. you
0: called your kids to tell them that you were starting to run, what what did they say? Like, were they? You know they, I don't. I don't know whether
2: they got it. You know, my son was a runner, so he he did, of course. But they said, "Oh, good, mom, good for you." You know, they probably thought I'd never do two miles either, but uh-huh. I showed. Yeah. <laughs> you and sure did. I, showed, I sure did. <laughs>
0: Um, so you so you ran, so you ran your first marathon when you were fifty
2: one. I was fifty one, the Napa marathon. I by then I had two partner running partners, and we all had to be at work at eight a m. So for you know, fifteen years, we, we did the marathon, of course. We ran at six a m, mm. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And the three of us, my buddies, we ran our first marathon, yeah, it was fifty one Napa, California. It was the first marathon. Nice. And then I did another and another. and I took one nine-year break. Uh, I never stopped running, but I became uh, elected to our city council, and I didn't stop running, but I just didn't have time to do all the long distance I like to do, but but I got back into it.
1: Wait, so you took a nine-year break from running marathons, yet in 31 years, you've run close to 50 marathons?
2: I've run 35. I finally counted them. Oh, you I'd finally count- counted? Okay, so I noticed good- that
1: in that article we read about you, they were like, oh, close to 50. So, okay. <laughs> well, I did three fifty milers,
2: okay, and 12 50-kilometer runs. Wow.
1: Okay. So
2: I just thought I've done that kind of long distance, the marathon or above sure. know, 50 of them, for sure.
1: So, but, so then, but that was taking nine years off from that. So, I mean, I can't even do the math. That's, that's like three or four a year.
2: It was taking a time off, yes. Yeah, and my kids gave me for Christmas a running clinic. Oh, nice. Uh, it was the best Christmas present I got because now I'm 65. <laughs> I think, oh, you know, I don't know whether I'll ever run. I mean, I, as I said, I kept my somewhat of a base. Uh-huh. You know, I could run eight or nine miles. And the running clinic was wonderful. There was a like a 28-year-old tr- trying to learn to do a triathlon myself and another woman, about 40, the three of us.
1: That was it yeah. for the running clinic. So this that was, was so this 60. was uh, close to 20 years ago yep, that you went was. to this running clinic. Mm-hmm. And then, and so that was at the end of your nine-year, like long mileage break. And that
2: was the clinic was uh, trained to run a marathon or how to run a marathon because the other two people never run one, Mm -hmm. and it been nine years. So yeah, so that's what we did, and it, it, and I hadn't stopped. Yeah, and it, and it worked, uh-huh. it worked yeah. very well.
0: <laughs> we need to go to that clinic. Um, so so what's your favorite race? I mean, out of so if you've done you know a couple fifty milers and some fifty ks, and then what do you say thirty five marathons? So yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's your favorite race out of all of them? You know, I think the fifty kilometer runs
2: mm. because I really like trail running mm-hmm. and just the idea you're going to be out there all day. Mm. You know. You're just going to be out in some park, gorgeous places, all day. Mm-hmm. And you mentally know that, okay, eight or nine hours. And, so And they're beautiful places. Um, so those, probably that, by far, is my favorite type of running when I start doing 50 kilometers. But I haven't now done any for about... Six years, and I'm not sure I can do single track anymore. Oh, huh? Uh, I do. My eyes aren't great. <laughs> mm.
1: Well, it's. I mean, it's challenging to to look down, look up. I mean, it's, it is no matter yes, what it age. Is, it's, yeah. it's. It's. But I haven't tried,
2: so I shouldn't say that I will never do it. But uh-huh.
1: anyway. maybe you need to go somewhere where it's smooth. You know, <laughs> I, you know.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Trail running smooth <laughs> kind of doesn't happen. Yeah.
1: I mean, Marin <laughs> County has kind of smooth trails. You know. Yes, I
2: did a lot of Marin County. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an awful lot.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I've so when I lived in California. And then when I moved back east, I was like, "Oh, there's so many roots back here, and so many rocks." And compared to, I mean, you know, there aren't all that many trees on the along some of the trails in Marin County, and so it just can be a lot more smooth. And yes, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm, it can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: but that that's probably my favorite running of all time.
1: Uh huh. Oh my goodness! So, so what do you think is the secret of your success? I mean, that you're continuing to run even as you go into, you know, you're into your eighth decade now.
2: I like it. <laughs> you know, I. I win, so I'm motivated. Uh (laughs) Uh, You know, everyone asked me, do I like running? And I said, I'm not sure I really like it. I like the rewards. You know, when I first started on a track, instant reward, physical reward, social reward. So I just, um, that's what I like are the rewards that's given me. And, you know, I have this body that, you know, I have osteoporosis, but who don't believe it? (laughs) (laughs) They keep telling me I do. And uh, I fall. It's not unusual. When I was training for Boston, I was actually running in a park, which uh, wasn't single foot trail, but it was. Uh, but I, every Saturday I fell. Oh. I just fell and oh. got skinned knees
1: oh.
2: every Saturday. <laughs> and my running friends finally said, You cannot run here anymore the last four weeks of the training.
1: Right. Because right. one of these days down. I'm going to get hurt. Yes. Uh-huh.
2: I had bloody knees, but my mechanics of my knees were perfect. They were just fine, but just—oh my goodness! I mean, I fell. I would fall so hard I could hear it. Oh goodness! But they're fine. I know so. <laughs> I. I'm,
1: did you start running gloves so you wouldn't like cut up your hands? I all?
2: definitely started running gloves. I did.
1: Uh, oh, I, yeah. I wasn't being facetious. Yeah, yeah I know that was.
2: I didn't think of that till towards the end, and I didn't fall again after the. Because it's time.
1: the. I, I find it's the the. Um, cut palms that's just it's it, hard to work around and you they know? get
2: gritty in them they get Oh, stuff they get gritty
1: and it's uncomfortable and then you okay. realize oh yeah i use my hands pretty much all the time
2: yeah. <laughs> and when you tend to fall i mean you fall you fall on your hands mm-hmm. i mean they instantly go out to catch you
1: sure yeah put your hands out uh, yeah no uh-huh. you
2: i started wearing gloves
1: uh-huh yes <laughs> We've been
2: there. You've been there.
1: Yes, I, have. I took a very nasty fall, actually, on the Marin trails, and uh-huh. I was so grateful that I was wearing gloves yeah. so that all I did was, you know, right. get a really bad, scraped-up right. knee. And, well, the
2: yeah. last couple of Saturdays I was doing the 20-miler ones, I started wearing knee pads.
1: Oh, goodness. No. I did. Well,
2: I did because I thought... I cannot afford to hurt these knees. Really hurt them. Don't just skin them.
1: Oh my God. So I, I think I
2: did that twice. So were they like
1: that. skateboard knee pads? Nah, were they that like bad? No. Okay. No, not yeah. that bad. Maybe volleyball knee pads. Probably. So, yeah. probably. <laughs> well,
0: so um, so that so you're so you said that you always win or you you win, which is great. I mean, I I've got to know like what's the competition like in the in the you know seventy seventy five eighty eighty age group.
2: Well, um, not certainly in Santa Cruz, none. Oh, mm-hmm. you know there there i have a actually a good running friend who's 78 but you know most of them now have the 70s 70, 70 plus and then 80 80 plus mm-hmm. oh, okay. so uh you know i the, so i think there the, we're probably two or three local the only two locally oh. but uh big sur has a wonderful half marathon mm-hmm. and there's some really good runners out of carmel big sur that one, Ray, in no, the that one that's do, in November? Yeah, the half marathon November. And I know it's quite a few 70-year-olds. Oh. But my first Boston, it was 70-plus. Oh. And I came in second.
1: Wow. And wow. I had no,
2: I mean, I had no idea. Somebody the next day said, do you know you came in <laughs> second? You know, nobody had the computers then. It wasn't <laughs> that easy. And now, there were two of us in the 70 plus, And now, I think they're probably... 20 in the 70 to 70 you know they split it they went 70 74 75 79 uh-huh. and i think they're about twenty seventies 70s plus well, the, well, and now i'm in the 80s so uh-huh. it, it's a phenomenal how that that many women have increased just since i've been running boston
1: because that's the thing that i think you know i talked to a lot we talked to a lot of women around the country and they're like oh i'm just gonna wait until i get old enough and then i'll qualify for boston <laughs> but the thing is is that you know in your generation i assume you were kind of an anomaly you were one of the few mm-hmm. women who were kept running and so i my fear is that now all these women who are in the another mother runner tribe are just going to keep running so there's going to be tons of <sighs> they, competition they still
2: i think actually i think you're right uh-huh. i think when we're finding out they can do it uh-huh. you know you know when i started running people said you shouldn't run you know a doctor would say oh you shouldn't run and i just switched doctors nice.
1: <laughs> I, I, well i knew
2: i was okay and it was helping me and it was healthy uh-huh. but uh yeah there's so many more yeah the,
1: so so, when was your first Boston then? Two oh three, okay. And what was your? Do you remember what your qualifying time had to be?
2: Uh, you know, I qualified at New York. I think it was four thirty, probably. Oh my goodness, four forty maybe. You know, good question. I don't know what okay. the qualifying time. Now it's five twenty five.
1: Five twenty five. Okay, mm-hmm. so you requalified then? Uh, I re- kept requalifying,
2: and mm-hmm. now I win my division, mm-hmm. so they invite me back. Oh, nice. The qualifying time is five twenty five and I haven't run that for a couple of years. Oh, okay. But because I win my division division, nice. they invite me back. Nice, nice. They Recognize it. So, yeah. so
1: I understand or we understand that there were several other eighty two year olds at Boston this year, but you beat them out by a couple of weeks or a month or something like that. Four months.
2: <laughs> Four months, okay. <laughs> Eleven men and me. Oh, oh, you were the only woman?
0: I was the only woman.
1: Oh, okay. Oh my gosh. And yeah. You, and you, you know, beat all the
0: men?
2: Uh, no, I certainly didn't. Oh, okay. I, no, I was the oldest of all those 11 men. Okay. But there are some really good runners. Uh, The 80-plus men were doing 420, 430. Yeah, there awesome. were some good. I think the first two were, and then they were closer to where I was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They...
1: Wow. wow.
2: I didn't meet any of them. They did. The Boston Globe did a nice article on all of us. Oh, nice. You know, the 80-plus people. The only one they didn't interview was a guy from Japan and, you mm-hmm. not get a hold of him but uh uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah it's, it's a nice little biographical uh on the 11 80-year-old men and Catherine
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> another another Catherine pioneer at in Boston right um yeah. well, so so I'm curious when you're out there and in Boston or any other race I mean mm-hmm. what kind of um response do you get from the crowds or your fellow runners I mean do they do they recognize that you you're you know in a a true master or like you know you know it it's always a little different
2: um I can tell you know they look at me and then they look again, and there it comes i they oh, they say, "Do you mind my asking?" Oh. <laughs> and before they've even finish, I give my age
1: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> just i
2: just instantly they, they're very polite say, "Do you mind my asking?" How? And then I tell him, but I was running the Cal Air National Marathon a few years ago and a guy kept running beside with me back and forth and I with him and finally here it comes. Do you mind my asking? And I gave my age. He said, no, no. I was going to ask how much you weigh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, well, that was different. <laughs> he may have been just quick. You know, yeah. quick on a yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. No, know. So, so to I'm- speak.
0: I'm almost 6'4", and, uh, and ah. I get that all the time, you know. Like, oh, yeah. you yeah. You, you get the look like, you know what they're going to say, and yeah, how exactly. tall. And I'm just like, yeah, 6'4". Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you know, I mean, how many times do you get that question? I love that. I love that you're just, like, ready with the response.
2: Yeah. Oh. No, they do. You know, at Boston, I couldn't do it this year because I had garbage bags on for the rain. But when I win a, whoever wins their division wears it on their back. Oh, like it said F 80 plus. So people behind me knew that I was the winner in the female 80 plus.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
2: This year it was under the garbage bags for people to see. But that that really brought a lot of responses. Oh, I bet. I mean, just everyone who passed me, which was most everyone, uh, you know, always said something. Good heavens. Oh, you're great. You know. I want to be like you when I grow up. And yeah, it was a very a wonderful response. Boston just started doing that a couple of years ago. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, it was very nice.
1: Nice. So, so this was your 11th time running Boston? Correct. Mm-hmm. And so what keeps drawing you back to that race?
2: Uh, I have to get 10 trophies.
1: <laughs> Seriously.
0: And how, many no. do you, how many do you have
2: right now? I have nine. I haven't oh. received the nine. But, uh, you know, I have 10 grandkids. Boston oh. Boston is the the biggie marathon. I mean it really is. I, I love going to Boston. I'd never been to Boston before. Oh. And it was so wonderful and people are so nice and such a historic town which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so and my son also runs and that makes a big difference. He well, runs Boston year. Oh, he year. does. Oh okay. So, you know, we get the same magazine, we you know, share a hotel room and uh-huh. it's pretty special for me to have him by myself. Sure, by himself. Yes, uh you know, for four or five days. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, sometimes one of his kids come, or some of my grandkids come. Uh But anyway, I think motivating. If he didn't run, I wonder if I would go to Boston. I haven't been tested on that. Oh, but I do have nine trophies, and I've got ten grandkids, and I've got to get one more. I I
0: love. I wish I was one of your grandkids. I would love that as a (laughs) hand down.
2: We were talking about they're really beautiful.
0: Oh, I'm sure they are.
2: Yeah, they're quite spectacular trophies yeah Yeah. they are
0: yeah yeah yeah.
1: well so then next year um you're so the way i let listeners know the way that we connected with Catherine is your granddaughter molly is the girlfriend of paul who grew up across the street from me who i've mentioned on this podcast because he came in um fourth i believe at the portland marathon and um last year and so I sort of bragged about Paul like he was my own or something. (laughs) And so so Paul qualified for Boston, and so he'll be there next year.
2: And uh, Molly's dad just qualified at Eugene.
1: Oh, that's exciting. Oh, just last weekend.
2: Tim Johnson. Yeah, he just qualified in his 50 to 54 category
1: okay so there'll be a little bit larger crowd of you than next year than just you and your son Uh I think so (laughs) oh good good it's a long way away you know that's why I keep telling myself I qualified too so that I uh plan to be out of this and and back there too oh you are Mm -hmm, yes oh mm -hmm. wonderful yeah 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, (laughs) it's good there's a whole year left I
1: know I felt like I timed this well that you know just it happened just two weeks after Boston so I have 50 weeks to (laughs) to <laughs> get better. To heal. Yeah. So, uh, so how did you fare in those cold, wet, windy conditions at this it year? It was
2: just awful. Yeah. It really was. What I, re- I always walk up the hills. Mm-hmm. A few years ago, I just have to walk up the hills. And I run flat and I run down. But mm-hmm. I walk- it was raining so hard. I didn't know I was on a hill until <gasps> I felt. The gravity pulled me back, you know, that I couldn't do it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I'm on a hill. (laughs) I get to walk. (laughs) But it was just pouring so hard. At one point, I actually, this is what saved me. I saw a spectator. There are very few. Um, I saw a spectator, and he, he had a trash bag. Mm. He was holding. And I went over and asked if I could have it. And he was so nice. thinking, I think he was ready to call 911. But he, he, he dumped out his trash bag, whatever was in it, I didn't even look. And then he gave it to me and I tied it around my neck. Oh. And that was the smartest thing because it was like insulation. Oh, uh
1: huh. Oh, you know what really you, you call.
2: It was really, you can't have cloth because it just was soaked. Everything, I was soaked. Mm -hmm. But that just protected me. And you know how it is if you wear a scarf. Mm -hmm. It just warms you up and Mm -hmm. holds that. So that really made a huge difference. So
1: then the bag was on the front of your chest, not on the back like a cape.
2: I started out with a, a bag over my head, oh. like a big brown trash bag, okay, down okay. to my knees.
1: Yes, uh-huh. This was one I got to tie around my neck. Uh-huh.
2: And at mile 22, there was a guy in the uh, on the spectator holding up brown ga- garbage bag, offering them to people. Oh, uh-huh. Because so many people were terribly cold. Mm-hmm. I wasn't so cold as just, I was soaked and wet. But, uh, so I went over to him and he said, I put a hole and I'll put it on for you. Oh nice. He's going to give me another. One. I said no, no. I just would like it. Let me put it on you. <laughs> you know, I've, I cut the hole for your head. I said, could I just have it? So he did, gave it to me, and I tied a second garbage oh. bag around my neck. Okay, and then I could finish. It oh. made a huge difference. Wow. Yeah. Just wow. Remember that if you get caught. It's sort powder, of
1: amazing the sort of on the fly things that you that you, you learn. Do. You, you do. know, do. I um I ran Boston 2012 in the year super duper hot. And oh, uh, yeah. and instead of people handing out garbage bags, they were handing out ice, which at the time just seemed like the most generous thing I'd ever seen in I my life. I remember that, too. And, you know, I suddenly was like, oh, I'm going to put it in my hat and I'm going to shove it down my bra. And, you know, I'd never done any of that before. I, and... That's
2: exactly what I did, too. Just put my hat and put it down my neck. Yeah, just yeah. keep it
1: against your... Bra. Oh, I yeah. mean, it, you know, it looked like my hat was raining, <laughs> but I was just like, it's working. It's working. Oh, that's <laughs> funny.
2: Yeah, no, know we do. You do figure out those things.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yet you were only 10 minutes off your goal time. At Boston, right? Wasn't your goal time um, 5.43 and you finished yeah, at 5.53? I would like have,
2: yeah, I did 5.40 at last year, but yeah.
1: Yeah, but um, I mean, that's amazing, those conditions. Oh, that-
2: absolutely. I, I feel amazed myself because it was really tough. You know, and I, I didn't stop much other than I walk up the hills, but I kept I stopped to ask a couple of people. I couldn't open the goo.
1: That's what we hear from oh. everybody. Every blog account you read of Boston, everyone's like, I couldn't open the goo. I had to ask the well, spectator. Well, I had two pair of gloves on. You
0: oh had goodness. two on and you couldn't, oh, so you couldn't open them because you
2: had the gloves on. I, well, and forward. also my fingers probably wouldn't work. No, so I went to people on the side and see if they'd open it. And this one person, t- it took forever. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't know what he was doing. It took forever. I almost said, give it back to me. but I had two, a beanie on and then like a band, one of those, you know, Nike bands that go over your head or your ears uh, and uh, a ear hood. Warmer.
1: So oh, I had three oh. things
2: on my head, oh my goodness. two pair of gloves, three garbage bags, a nineteen seventy <laughs> jogging suit that was so funny with the white stripes down the leg.
1: Oh my goodness! It was it was
2: really a bizarre looking outfit, <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. It worked because I didn't have to go to medical. So many people were in the tents trying to do, they'd warm them up, and you know mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: out they go. But
1: wow, yeah, that's amazing! It, it was extremely miserable. Mm-hmm. Did you contemplate not doing the race? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I you
2: know they kept warning that starting in the afternoon it would be the, the sports you know, the commentators on the Boston TV stage, it it's going to rain buckets, going to rain buckets. Mm-hmm. And it did. Mm-hmm. But for me, it did the whole way. Right. Most I Most people, you know, they were way, way ahead.
1: Yeah. yeah, I think that rain cloud, they said it was kind of moving east. And so it was pretty much moving right with you all from it's Hopkinton up. all the way That's to Boston right. and out to sea. Uh-huh. Yeah,
2: the first few miles just kind of sprinkles, you know, and I uh-huh. almost took off the garbage bag that came inside and I didn't throw it away because then it started, uh-huh. I think about mile six, it started pouring for me.
1: Oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh my oh. goodness! Wow. I'm
0: I'm curious, Catherine. How old do you feel? Like, oh, <laughs> interesting question. I think I feel sixty-seven.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love it. I mean, I, yeah, I, these years have gone by. My running is, you know, certainly slowed up, but just in terms of general energy and health, you know, um, yeah, you know, I do a lot, mm-hmm. and yeah. my energy hasn't faded. And that's probably the main thing I noticed that hasn't changed. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah I mean, do you, but, does your doctor, you said you had osteoporosis, but I mean, does your doctor just look at you as like a, a child of wonder?
2: <laughs> he, I, he doesn't say much, but I think he brags about me <laughs> to other people. <laughs> I guess some of his patients go in and say, and he said, oh, I have an 80-year-old. And they all know, they say, oh, Catherine, you know, <laughs> he, he can't say my name, of course. Right, uh-huh. right. They always say, oh. Catherine,
1: yeah,
2: Yeah. you know, because I was on our city council and mayor, that you know they. Kind of know me because I'm,
1: right. I'm, well, in Santa Cruz is a small
2: enough it's community. A small enough community. Mm-hmm. I said I moved from the front page political stuff to the sports page
1: <laughs> nice. when I retired. It's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> I was going to say fewer scandals, but that's not always true. That there's fewer scandals on the sports pages. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that true? Oh god. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no doping well, like, here. Yeah,
2: it was too bad the winner of the women's winner Boston last year. You know. Oh. The trophy got taken away. She she. Oh. They realized she'd been doping. Oh. I can't think of her name Rita yeah
0: mm-hmm. it's Rita and I can't think of her last name yeah I can't I either
2: I think' it starts, yeah that just sort of happened right around Boston she was gonna come but they said no no you're oh
1: then, uh, yeah yeah salt scandals are awful it's or, a shame it's a shame and and then look and you you here you are a testament to just you know good old perseverance and dedication <laughs> <laughs> uh, so do you have one piece of gear that you swear by other than plastic bags um, <laughs> is there one thing in your daily life of running I, I,
2: I think I think the thing that's been the best for me are the Smartwool beanie. Oh, mm-hmm. because I run early in the morning, mm-hmm. and I love those icebreaker, whatever they are, mm-hmm. whatever they are, beanies. Yeah, that's just made a world of difference. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't realize so you have it on, and it holds the heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wore it a lot. That you know, even though we've hardly had any rain in California, but it, but it's I run early enough. That's cold. Right. So that's my really my go to. Uh-huh. other you of course good shoes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. good shoes of course, but
0: yeah. yeah. Um so how many miles a week are you typically running these days?
2: Well, if I'm training, you know, uh 3 months training I run anywhere from 35 to 50. Now, 30 maybe a week, try to do 30.
0: Uh-huh. And like uh-huh. when you when you go for a marathon, I mean, do you go through a training cycle? Like did you train for Boston or do you just no, because, I really because train. Because you have so many miles in your, you know, you've got so much experience <laughs> that you can kind of just show up and do it.
2: I definitely have a, follow, a guide that I train. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not disciplined enough to get miles in without every day checking my, you know, my schedule.
0: What, so um, where do you, do you make your own schedule or what? Do no, you no, I, I don't
2: know where I got it. Um, it isn't a runner's world one. I've got a couple of them and I pick a mar- uh you know, Whatever marathon I'm going to run, I back up 13 weeks. It's a 13 week training.
1: Oh, uh okay. And uh, what sort of cross training do you do, if any?
2: You know, I just started going to a trainer. Oh, Uh, not not for cardio at all, because I know you got that covered.
1: Yeah, got that covered. (laughs) But
2: I yeah, well, I was going to hike the um. I do a lot of long distance hiking, trekking. Oh, cross England, 200 miles. Oh my gosh! Last year we did the Dolomites. Oh, wow. in Italy, which was extremely strenuous. <laughs> I probably had no business doing it. My friends had to help me. But anyway, I started working out with a, uh, going to a trainer just to do balance, mm-hmm. balance and, um, you know, strengthening. Mm-hmm. And that's so all, that's my cross-training. But I just started that last summer. Okay. And, yeah. And I've decided, I was doing it to get ready for the dolomites, but... I'm continuing to do it because my balance, I really see it. My balance. Running is okay with my balance, but mm. any other movement, I you know, whether up or down stairs, and right, yeah, and so that's helping a lot. But I don't ride a bike, or mm-hmm. I used to, but
1: how um, many times a week do you see the trainer? Twice a week for nice. one hour. Nice. And then do yeah. you also run on those days or no?
2: No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And don't. one day of rest a week or two. Two,
2: Monday okay. and Friday.
1: Oh, so you do some high mileage then to be able to get in 30. I always and... rest Monday and Friday.
2: Uh-huh. Occasionally, non Friday because I have to get a long run in and I'm busy in the weekend. Yeah. Uh huh.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And so then, and you're running the Rock and Roll Portland this weekend. I am. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And what's your goal for that? You know, I've been, I think I put 245.
2: Oh, uh-huh. I've been doing a better, but I haven't ran since Boston. Oh, at all? Not at all. Wow. I did, well, I take it back. I did one kind of to see my friends. We sort of, <laughs> puttered along for about eight <laughs> miles and talked the whole time. But I have a nephew from North Dakota coming who's doing half marathons in half the States.
1: Oh, oh, that's and so funny. And it's a wonderful
2: nephew from far And he wrote my daughter and said, I'm coming to Portland for the half marathon. So we all, there'll probably be 20 family members doing it.
1: Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that will be really
2: fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, And you were saying it goes past one of your daughter's houses. Yep. It oh. goes right by. The, so that'll be, a lot are going to walk in my,
1: uh-huh. Are You're they going to, like, have a party in their front yard or something? I think they're all going to be in the race. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, not my son alive. I'm sure they will be. Maybe stop and use the restroom if, or something. If you get better weather here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's supposed to be kind of a nice day, I think. I think it'll be perfect. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, uh-huh. be nice, yeah. nice. Yeah.
0: Well, so, so, Catherine, what do you say to women who might be listening, who think it's too late to chase a running goal or a dream? I mean, what what's your take on life and, and setting out for something that you might not have done before, but... <laughs> You know, they they kind of
2: have to ask me. Uh, if I think they're serious about it and ask me what should they do, how they can do it, you know, I, I really, I try to tell them, running doesn't take talent, you know, you just pick up your feet. You know, tennis lessons, golf lessons, you know, probably even swimming coaches, but, you know, to run, you really just have to tell yourself you can pick up your feet and do it. Um, when I give talks to some people, one thing I try to do um, is get, get all, you know, your houses are a lot cooler th- usually than outside. I said, get all dressed and then take off a lair. Mm-hmm. Because I saw so many runners who quit because they're too miserable, they're, over, they're overdressed.
1: Mm, that's, yeah. the,
2: you know, you're going to be cold when you start, but then you're not going to fade just because you're so miserable. Mm-hmm. And the other one is set, um, set how far you want to go and don't go more and don't go less. Because some days, oh, I'm great. You you go more. Mm-hmm. A lot of days you just want to fade and don't do it. But so you you have to say to yourself, I'm going to do exactly no more, no less. Mm. I came. There was a third one which I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I yeah. Uh, if they're serious about wanting to, you know, maybe try it or get into it, and don't think they can. Someone gave me a T-shirt that said, "Just do it," and mm-hmm. yeah. And they find out. Yeah, but I've got quite a few now women that are really probably in their late 60s are starting to. Yeah, oh, yeah. I picked up my feet. That wasn't so hard. It's usually <laughs> oh. the breathing. It's usually the cardio that has to take some training.
0: Uh-huh. Sure, so, you know, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Do, so do you, do you have a running group that you, you run back in Santa Cruz? or? I
2: do. I do, just, um, I belong to a track club for years, but now there's, I just run with a lot of friends. And they're all training. One's doing, two of them are doing all the 50 states. Mm. So there's, um you know, good friends that I can run with and they help me a lot. And they, they know when I need to do a 22, they figure out how to, you know, join me part of a kind of relay me. So yeah, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I've got some dear, dear running buddies. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Hey, last question actually, cause you just said 22. I'm just wondering, do you have any kind of special recovery routine after a long run? I mean, does it take longer for you to recover these days and, and how do you expedite that? You know, it doesn't, uh, um, it used to take me till when,
2: the Wednesday of the week following a marathon before I could go up. I have a two-story house mm-hmm. that I could go up and down easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, because I don't run fast, I have instant recovery. Mm. I, I have no, yeah. And I, and I know it's just because I'm, I'm, I'm running slower, walking up the hills. Mm-hmm. So my legs are good almost instantly. I, I have no problem, yeah. Now, if I really wanted to step it up and race more and you know get faster, mm-hmm. then I would. I would take a couple of days to recover. I'm quite sure. But so far, I'm the only woman. <laughs> I hate to say it, but
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope no one's listening who's like, "Hey, I'm going to go beat that Catherine." <laughs> I know, I know. There's
2: a a nun from Spokane, um, Sister right? Madonna. She's an Iron uh, a triathlete and Ironman, and she beat me one year at Boston.
1: Oh, she uh-huh. is
2: amazing. She's two years older. Oh goodness! But she was training, I think, two years ago for Boston or for um, triathlon an Ironman, and she fell broke. Her pelvis. So um, I haven't seen her for a couple of years. So mm-hmm. she's awfully good and could easily beat me. She mm-hmm. really is. A, mm-hmm. She's a real athlete. Oh well, you have I have to I, do Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's eighty-six. So <laughs> oh
1: goodness, goodness, wow. wow, yeah, wow. Wow. Well, it's been a delight talking oh, with you, Catherine. You. Thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Wow, Dimity. Uh, so how how many years does that mean we have to keep her? I can't even
0: honestly like I I'm I'm kind of in awe. I think I'm in shock and awe right now just because I'm like okay she goes into twenty two mile runs and she is in her eighties and uh-huh. I mean we are all on different stages and places in our lives you know so you know her twenty two mile is my five mile right now but I gotta say I, I wrote down this quote <laughs> I don't know if we should do something with this I love it Catherine. Running doesn't take talent. You just have to pick up your feet. Oh yeah, oh, I guess what We just, I think that's that's our new
1: new tagline. New T-shirt, line.
0: yeah. Right. Another mother runner. It doesn't take talent. Just pick up your feet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, for other um, pithy advice and and sage wisdom, head on over to our Facebook page, which we would appreciate if you would like. It's Run Like a Mother, the book. Our websites are anothermotherrunner.com and motherrunnerstore.com. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at The Mother Runner. Our books are Run Like a Mother, Train Like a Mother, and our newest one, Tales from Another Mother Runner, all available on Amazon or at your independent bookstores. And um, no matter what age you are, many happy miles to you.